I'm so glad you're here and enjoying your summer with us. This blue cord movement was birthed out of a scripture in the Old Testament in Numbers 15:37. It was a time when the Israelites had messed up again, and the Lord told Moses to tell the Israelites, "Make for yourself a tassel with a cord of blue and put it on the hem of your garments, so that every time you see it, you'll remember who I am, who you are in me, and what I called you to do." As a woman in this present culture, we also need to be reminded of these important truths. That's what this Blue Cord podcast is all about. I'm your host Karen Bijani and if sharing your faith has been hard for you and you long to be brave, strong and courageous, this is for you. Hello friends, I'm guessing you probably don't have to worry about your mother-in-law killing you tonight for being a Christian. Yet today's guest did. Once she accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior, she faced immediate life-threatening danger. Because a yes to Jesus in her home country is different than a yes here. Tali grew up in a devout Muslim family in Iran, a country where it's illegal to share your faith. Now she's living in America's heartland, and she's a passionate ambassador for Christ. Please welcome Tali. Tali, are you here? Yes, hello everyone. That's such a privilege to have me. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Tally, let's start by talking about your decision to follow Christ. So I, I know a yes to Jesus here is very different than a yes to Jesus in Iran. So tell us about what happened when you made the decision to follow Jesus. I've been religion Muslim, practicing Islam with every rules they created. But I don't know, for some reason, my heart was empty. A lot of fears from Allah. And I've been thinking, why when I pray, no one is there to answer yes or no voice to help me to understand uh-huh. why I have all of those fears from hell. So I grow up with that fears. Culture, Islamic culture was full of fears. When you read Quran, it's the same. And that loneliness, that fear from hell, and that silence between me and my creator just made me think that, am I in the right path? So, or maybe I have to find someone or something that giving me peace and respect that I deserve. So kind of knowing that you were feeling this dark place, once you decided to follow Jesus, then how did you feel? Did you feel differently, maybe more emboldened? It was different than my mom and my sister. They've been just following Islam and not questioning. They said, this is what it is and we have to follow it. But for me, I always wanted to know who I am and who is God and who I am in God's eyes. So finally, when I find out about Jesus, that was exactly what I've been looking for for since I was little. Uh, the God who loves me unconditionally, who cares about women and children, who gave his life for his children, and all of my questions been answered only with reading about Jesus' life. Yeah. So when you made this decision to follow Jesus, how did you feel? Did you feel differently than you were before? As soon as I accept Jesus, that, because, you know, that's take two years and a half for me to accept Jesus, because I wanted to research and make sure. As soon as I find out that this is what I want. For us, that we came from Islamic culture, 
Jesus is everything yeah. because it's all about love and peace and respect. And uh, nothing around me get more peaceful, but God gave me a lot of peace and love. And mm. as soon as I accept Jesus, I could feel that inside of me, there's the joy and happiness that I'm someone that love. God loves me no matter what. Mm. I love this. And so... You, it was a two and a half year journey for you because I know you weighed your decisions so very carefully. You were thinking through what might happen when you made this decision for Jesus. So tell me about your thoughts as you were thinking about making this decision. When you ask me this question, it does make me think about when you go back to Iran or Muslim countries like Afghanistan or Iraq, when you make the decision to follow Jesus, it's not like the decision you make between white or black is about life and death. So when you say, hey, I don't want to be Muslim, no matter you want to be Christian or Jewish or anything else. As soon as you say, I just don't want to be Muslim, you're going to be dying. That's the penalty of death. Yeah. You, for me, not only penalty of death, not only killing me, even shame that I'm going to put on my family and my father and my brothers and my uncles. And they are going to carry that shame that I'm not Muslim anymore. It's going to be heavy on my family. I find something that gave me power to stand up, even thinking about they're going to kill me, giving me peace in my heart because I know where I'm going after that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be with Jesus, so nothing to lose. You know, the first time I heard you share this story, it really made me consider my own faith. I haven't had to make a decision for Christ knowing it was, well, ultimately it is a life or death decision. It's my decision for eternity. And you made me think more fully about that decision. And I thank you for that. I'd love for you to share that story about once you made that decision, then you had a decision about sharing that with your family and what might happen next. Tell us about that. At the moment I accept Jesus in church and I finally admitted in church and I said, I'm going to follow Jesus. Remember my pastor who, he was Ar- Armenian guy. He came to me and he said, do you want to follow Jesus? He hold my hand and I said, yes. And he said, Before I do anything or I say anything, I just want to tell you, you are going to lose your family. You are going to lose your life. That's a possibility you lose your country. Are you okay with that? And he looked at me so serious and I had tears in my eyes. And I said, I just cannot let Jesus go. I just cannot do that. I find him finally. Mm -hmm. And when I accepted Jesus, I knew even if my first husband let me go, my father going to kill me. Even if my father let me go, government going to kill me. So I knew that it's not going to be survive moment for me. So I knew it's, it's going to be the hard life. But following Jesus Christ teach me one thing for the last 20 years. That no matter how much your life is hard, he, he teach you how you can keep your faith and look at Jesus and just go through a storm because he has your hand. So you know my life. I've been stabbed with knife multiple times. My back broke. I had 11 miscarriages. They hit my head against the wall. I'm deaf. I lost my country. They took my son. 
through all of this, experiencing death, one thing I always realized, that Jesus walked through every single pain I had, and I've never been alone at all. Amen. You are never alone. Tally, I know this moment that you shared with your family, it was a day that you should have died. And yet God miraculously intervened, and you survived. And now you are a new believer on the run, facing the death penalty if you got caught. And you went into hiding, right? Yep. And in that moment, did you stay in hiding? Oh, no. (laughs) You have have diamond in your hand shining. I mean, how you can hide it? You are children of light. I mean, come on. You find something totally different than the world. You have power on your tongue that can move the mountain. How, How you can hide? You just finally realized what is your power? Yeah. You get a stronger to face the world and all of the darkness. Why I have to hide? Hide was belong the time that I followed Islam because it was darkness, it was fear, it was reminding me I'm woman, I'm not good enough, I'm not beautiful enough, I don't have power enough. But when you follow Jesus, he gave you everything you need. Yes. I mean, why you have to hide? Actually, you have to get a stronger. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you were sharing, it was making me think, we have the power inside of us that is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. I love it. So tell me, when you went back out, you knew that other people needed Jesus. So what did you do? I realized that when I shared my my faith in Iran with my first husband's family, so Mm -hmm. they beaten me to death and they let me die and all of those things. And I wanted to walk away from them and say, you know what, you guys just do whatever. I never forgive you. I hate you. But after you meet Jesus and you walk with Jesus and you grow up, you learn to pray for people. They don't accept it. But your responsibility is just share your diamond with them, right? Mm, yeah. And say, hey, I have something amazing. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah. And this has happened in Iran. So when uh, I got abused multiple times and then I escaped to capital city and I was there helping my Iranian church persecute the church, I started to advertising about my profession, which that was Photoshop, to get all of the women who doesn't have any skills and they are on divorce or prostitution or drugs to teach them some skills that they can survive. Mm -hmm. And that was a great opportunity to invite them to my apartment and just say, hey, I can teach you some profession. But at the same time, I had great opportunity to share the gospel with them. Yeah. I don't know how many women I invited to church and Lord helped me to share the good news with them. But as soon as I shared who I was, how I met Jesus and who I am now, and people just get touched through my words. Even I didn't know I'm affected that much. I'm the person that I need a long way to go to be, to be the good person. Yeah. But as soon as I said yes to Jesus, just like when Moses told God that, hey, I don't have a tongue. I cannot tell your people. He said, don't worry, your brother come and help you out, right? Yes. So that's how Jesus told me, don't worry. You think you cannot do that? I help you to do it. And 
even right now, when I'm looking back and since last few years, we had 283 families we helped. I just don't know how I did it. Just I know I go to the house by house, knock the door, and I said, hey, my name is Tali. I've been abused by Muslims, but I'm here because God loves you because you're a Muslim's family, and I love you, and I'm here to help you out. And just God opening the door. I love it. You know, as you were sharing, it made me think about in in Exodus, where, to your point, the first thing that Moses said was, who am I? Who am I to go do these things? And God said, I will be with you. Same thing. I think all of us, we go through moments where we think, who am I? Of course, we're nobody, but because of God, He changes us and He works through us. So, Tally, question for you. I know that eventually through a series of just stunning, miraculous events, you found your way here to America's heartland with the clothes on your back and $100 in your pocket, and you've been sharing Jesus with a sense of urgency ever since. You lost your your child, your family, your country, everything. Tell us more about that. I came to United States as a refugee. And the media talking against refugee all the time. Mm-hmm. Some of people in America, they are kind of not happy with us coming to this country. Even I came as a Christian refugee to this country. Mm-hmm. I've been facing a lot of unkind words and a lot of problems. And I had to learn the language. I had to kind of learn about the society and improve myself and all of those things. But one thing I realized God didn't send me to America to forget about what he'd done for me and why I'm here. All of this freedom and resource that I have in America right now is for bigger purpose, Mm. which now I have louder voice to talk about my faith. I have more power to invite people to my faith. I didn't come to this country block by block is church. Group by group is the worship team all of the conferences, all of the resources, as much as it, no one here faced death if you follow Jesus. Everyone have a freedom to put the cross on their neck. Everyone have freedom to put the Bible in their house. They never faced what we faced. That's the reason they forgot. They weren't Christian. Being Christian, it's easy. So you, you are a Christian. That's it. But being follower of Jesus Christ, that's the choice that you are going to make which is not easy. I didn't born Christian, but I choose to follow Jesus. Follow Jesus means I don't have any excuses. That means I don't have any excuse to say, well, I don't want to be offensive. Well, I don't want to talk to this person. Well, this person is mad. I don't want to reach out. My job, Lord, send me to this planet. Lord, choose me to go and talk about Father and Son and Holy Spirit wherever I go. Mm-hmm. My, ho- my homeland is not Iran, is not Turkey, is not America. I'm belong heaven, right? Yeah. I'm here for the mission. God choose me for the purpose, not because I'm, I'm someone perfect, just because the Lord choose me to watch my sisters and brothers feet whether they are american they are muslims they are atheists whatever they are when i said hey lord gave me my give me my daily bread today my daily bread can be my neighbor who needs to hear about word of god 
and I'm going to serve Lord mm-hmm. as soon as I open my eyes. Mm-hmm. This is how I look at my opportunity when I came to this country. I work. I help another people to learn about America. I help Americans to know about refugees, which is us. I uh, share gospel. And I just look at Jesus because you can come up with a lot of excuses. But Lord doesn't need excuse. Lord needs motivation. That's really good. You know, as you were sharing, it was just making me think that whole generations of Americans and Canadians really haven't had to deeply weigh a decision for Christ like you. We haven't had to face death. Our churches haven't been bulldozed and our pastors haven't been jailed. But instead, in the spirit of embracing diversity and inclusion, we've kind of taken that overboard by becoming more concerned about pleasing our coworkers and our families. Kind of like I've heard people say, you do you, I'll be me. You worship your gods, I'll worship my God. Let's just all love each other and get along. So what are your thoughts about that? That's the exactly biggest problem that we have. So mm-hmm. um, you you be you, I be me is no problem with that. But if you call yourself Christian, if they are not Christian, if they are not follower of Jesus, that's a different story. That's all on you to help them understand what you believe. Mm-hmm. But if they call themselves follower of Jesus or Christian or they go to church and they think we're just going to church every Sunday and come back, they did their job. I'm sorry, Jesus is not going to remember them in heaven mm-hmm. because they didn't do their job. This is a problem. If they, if they read the Bible, as soon as you follow Jesus, you leave everything behind and you follow him. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. Did you been stopped a few times? I have not been stabbed any time. Did you did you lose your babies eleven times? I have not. By Muslims. I have not. Did you lose your country? I have not. Are you deaf because of your faith? No. Did you been persecuted because of your faith? I have not. I've been all of this by Muslims, but still I'm reaching out to Muslims because this is this is what Lord asked me to do. If this is only me and my nature, I don't have to go to them because they hurt me the most. They took everything I had. But when I look at them with Jesus' eyes, they are lost. My Mm -hmm. job is to go there and help them to understand what's the love. If I do that with all of that abuse that I've been through, what is your excuse to not going out and share love of God? That's a great question, Tally, and that's a really great question for our listeners to kind of take away today. Any last words or any last thoughts, Tally, before we wind up our time together? I learned that for the last nine years in America, I know in Europe and Canada it's kind of similar situation, but in America specifically, we are coming up with really crazy schedule because uh, is a lot of churches offer million of mission work and local works and conferences and all of those things. And always you are thinking you have to be supernatural to do the good, awesome things for Jesus. But Jesus chose you because in his eyes, you are the supernatural one. You are the special one. You don't have to wait to be perfect to do something. You can simply do simple stuff, such as when you go to the store, when you see women with cover on their head, just smile at them and say, hey, God loves you. Satan tried to use that cover on their head to make them separate than you 
Just use it against it and say, hey, God loves you and you are beautiful. Mm. Just come out from your comfort zone. This is all Jesus asks you to do. Just come out of your comfort zone with simple stuff. You don't have to do crazy things. You don't have to be the leader of the missionary team for 10 people. You can make a difference in your own apartment, in your own neighborhood, in your own workplace. With a smile, be confident about your faith, and just talk a little bit about love of God. And then you can see what God can do in your life and your friend's life. Oh, Tally, that you're just blowing me away. And this came with a mascara alert today. I should have not worn some mascara when we were doing our podcast. That's awesome. Thank you so much just for joining me today and just sharing your journey, sharing your thoughts. And listeners, as we close out our time together today, Tally gave us lots of things to think about. And I want you to think about one of those things and talk about this with your faith-filled friends this week. Share this podcast with them. And here's the question. Do you believe that Jesus is the hope of the world? And if so, how do your actions line up with what you believe? If your actions are out of alignment, what would it take for you to know, trust, and believe the Lord enough to share your faith with others. Thanks again, Tally, for joining me today. This was awesome. And listeners, see you again next time. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen. To get more involved in The Blue Cord, start small. Read my book, The Blue Cord, and sign up now to get my e-newsletter at thebluecord.org.